Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today we will be discussing the movie Those Callaways. Meg is a huge fan. Oh, those Callaways. <laughs> um, so let's do the 30 second Disney Dash. Do, 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 do. Are you ready? You're, you go first. No, you're going first today. <gasps> oh, crud. All right, ready? I guess. Go. Uh, lots of geese. There's this family. Everyone kind of thinks they're crazy and they want to like protect these geese that fly over and they don't want any hunters shooting them down. And this dad's an alcoholic, but his wife's mad at him. I don't really know what's going on. And they hunt furs. And then the dad breaks his leg and the kid has to do it. And then they get like swindled into paying for this lake to protect the geese, but it's actually this guy that's trying to make money off hunting. I don't know. 25. Okay, your turn. Good luck. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So the Callaways live out in like, it kind of looks like old rustic times, whereas the city, like the city center is actually more developed, but their house is just like not much going on because this guy is super focused on his work and buying this land for these geese to be a reserve. But then it's all about this guy who wants to put a resort for geese hunting and then they're hunting furs and that's how they make money. And then the fur market crashes and um, I don't know. 29. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we discussed the same thing, but different parts of the same thing. Yeah. Good job, us. <clears throat> All right. Read me that plot. All right. Meg wanted me to read this to her earlier, and I said, no, just wait. Quit reading it. I said, no. All right. Cam Calloway is a man with a dream. To one day establish a sanctuary for the geese that fly overhead during their long migration. Unfortunately, Cam lacks the money to buy the necessary the necessary property until his son Buck embarks on a project that will guarantee success, unaware that greedy hunters are manipulating the Callaway family for their own selfish gains. Okay. Um, so I didn't love this movie, just being upfront and honest. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with it just being the times and it was things that I didn't like that were going on because of the times. But also it just was a very confusing plot line for me. Like I felt like there were, it felt like the movie was about to end at three different points. Yes. Oh my God. And I was like, then it just kept going. And I was like, oh, and then I was like, how long is this movie? And it, I mean, it's long, but, like, in reality, it felt a lot longer than two hours. It's two only hours. a two-hour and ten-minute movie, yep. but, yep. like, it felt like a four-hour movie. Like, there were just so many different storylines going on. Like, first of all, they never – well, okay, let's get to this after the okay. history. <laughs> okay. But, okay, so some history on those Callaways. It's a 1965 drama film, and it is adapted from a book from the 19 from 1950 called Swift Water by Paul Annixter. Um, the f- film obviously was produced by Walt Disney and directed by Norman Tokar, and it was the last credit for veteran film composer Max Steiner. I'll talk about him later. Coolio. 
So it stars Brian Keith, Vera Miles, Brandon DeWild, Walter Brennan, Edwin, and Linda Evans. Um, so Brian Keith, just for a little background info there, he is the dad from The Parent Trap with Haley Mills. That is where I recognized him from. Where did you say you recognized him from? It was a movie we actually just recently kind of watched. A Tiger oh, Walk. that's right. Because he, he was the sheriff, sheriff. And the father. That's yeah. right. Um, funny that when we were watching A Tiger Walks, I didn't recognize him as the dad from The Parent Trap, but right. in this movie I did. Right. But anyway, um... Also, Brandon DeWild has kind of like a sad story. He died in, when he was 30 in a car crash in Denver. Um, and it was like he was alone and it was just kind of like this fluke. He like lost control of the car and died. It was really so sad. He died very young. Uh, and he plays Buck, the son. So, following the patterned formula for Disney family movies, the film follows the trials and tribulations of a vermont family over a period of time as they attempt to establish a sanctuary for the canada geese that stop over in their rural community during their seasonal migrations and this was filmed on location in new england um rotten tomatoes does not have an official rating for it but the audience rating is 57 percent oh i feel like it should be a little lower (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry if there's anybody out there that really likes this movie. I get, I just didn't... I had a really hard time following it. I couldn't follow... Like, like why does Cam love the geese? Like, is there is there a reason for that? Is there... Like, it would it's it would have like, made a lot more sense if there was, like, a whole, like, family story as to why he was so invested in the geese and why he wanted to save them and... Why does his wife get so upset about it whenever he's talking about it? And, like, I just feel like there were a lot of unanswered questions that made me not understand the film. It's like they had the outer side of a puzzle done, but they lost all the middle pieces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, we see that he has a problem with alcohol, but it's, like, never explained. Where did it start? But then it's also rectified. But, like, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's and like the whole town seems to know and yeah, and like half the time the town seems to be on their side and then and the then other they're half not. they're like talking behind their backs and and then they help them but then they're still talking about them. Yeah, it's very... and then on top of that was this like this unexplained goose story that turned into like the plot. But mm-hmm. what about all these other mini plots? Right. Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to watch it for yourself because I don't even really know how to explain it, I guess. But here's some fun facts, which weren't a whole lot, and they're not too fun, but we're going to go through them anyway. So, uh, Brandon DeWild, who plays Buck, was actually seven months older than Linda Evans, who is, what was her name, Brady? Yeah, Brady, um, in real life, even though his character was actually two years younger than hers. So, Bucky Calloway is 16 in the movie, and uh, Bridey Malat was 18. So that even kind of, that puts him a little bit more into perspective as to why I feel like he's immature at times. Yeah. That he's, I, I don't know why I expected him to be like older than her, but I don't know. Um, so as Mike said, this is the only Walt Disney film that Max Steiner composed the music for. So he's known for composing Casablanca and Gone with the Wind. Um, there was also two songs, the Cabin Raising Song and Rhyme Around, which were written by the Sherman Brothers. I remembered seeing their names in the beginning credits. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners posted in our group 
before we even watched it and they were like hey i'm watching the uh those callaways and the music really reminds me of when you wish upon a star and as soon as i heard the music in the beginning i was like oh my god like those are the same beginning three chords and then it goes into something else but it's interesting yeah um this was originally trade previewed as those crazy callaways which i, I feel like still that. fits because again yeah. like the town talks about them and they're all they're supposed to be this weird family i don't really know why but uh, most of the film takes place during the fall foliage season, so... Which was beautiful. Yeah. After beautifully es- after beautiful establishing shots were filmed in Vermont, some extra work was needed on the Disney Studio backlot, um, where the lake, Callaway Cabin, and Village were created. Um, and since California is not known for its fall colors, there was actually 280,000 hand-painted leaves and bushes that had to be prepared for those scenes. So they filmed some of it in Anaheim and like the on location shots were actually over in New England. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some characters. We've got Brian Keith as Cam. This is he's the father to Buck. Um, so he is the one that has this obsession sort of with protecting the geese. You know what, though? Like, the whole town seems to like the geese. I know. Again, unexplained storyline. There's, like, two people in the town that don't, that like to shoot at them. Nobody else likes it. Yeah. So, I don't really understand why Cam is so crazy for wanting this when most of the town agrees with him. Yeah. It's these outsiders that come in to set up this, like, resort that is going to be damaging, but, like, nobody from the town except those two bully kids are even there. Right. And, like, it has to have been something instilled from Cam to his son, Buck, because, like, Buck fights these these people we'll talk about later who are, like, trying to shoot down these geese and want to, like, puts him himself out there, gets his butt handed to him in the middle of the street for these geese. Like, what is this connection? Right. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why? I mean, I'm not saying that I don't agree that the geese should be protected. Right, they right. should. But, like, it's such an emotional thing for Cam and Buck that I feel like there should have been more backstory there. Yeah. Why specifically is this their thing? That's what got lost on me. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, I don't know about sorting cam gryffindor probably he's pretty yeah brave chivalrous for the geese (laughs) but like he's 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 brave and daring though i mean like going out so so the calloway family make their living by selling furs which is another tense point for me just because this is one of this is one of those things where like I understand it was the times but it still just makes me sick thinking about like real furs I seeing them carry around like these piles and piles and piles of furs just like it literally physically made me feel sick because I just think of all the animals because like I especially because a big point in the movie is like so this mom is like She's just, she feels down because they're not really making ends meet very well. And the mom and, or I'm sorry, Cam and Buck 
come up with this plan to make her this beautiful fur shrug or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's like her Christmas gift because she's been like hinting at it for literally years that she would want it, but she would never expect to actually get it. But like, so they make this coat out of Martins, which are like, they look like these tiny little white weasels. And like, it had to have been 25 to 50 that took to make this little shrug. And Meg looked at me and was like, that's not okay. I I just couldn't connect with that scene yeah. emotionally because it made me so sad to think about how many animals died for that little shrug and she's like crying with happiness and I'm just like, I don't get it. She's like, just use a sheep. Just use the wool. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have to kill them. Right. Use wool. Use something. I, I don't know. I just am not okay with it. So. But again, we know it's the times. We're just voicing our own current opinion that's why like i you know i don't want to like criticize i'm not going to criticize it because it was the times i that's just why like i couldn't watch this film again right i wouldn't i didn't like it because of that but i understand that it wasn't meant to be offensive because it was in the 60s and that was popular then i mean my grandma had i think like a mink scarf Mm -hmm. or something like that like i like i get it it just, because of that, it blocked me from being able to emotionally connect to a lot of these scenes, and it just made me sad. So, like, Cam, I don't understand how he is, like, so chivalrous and daring and brave to protect these geese, but he's okay with killing rabbits and foxes and martens and, like, any other animal. Like, what is so special about the geese, but you're okay with killing all of these other animals for fur. And that's your living, is killing animals. Right. His living is literally killing animals, but not geese. (sighs) And that's what threw me off. It's like, well, you're okay with killing animals, and, like, a lot of people are because they eat them, and that's, you know, that's fine. That's part of a lot of people's diets. But, like, what makes geese so special and not foxes right. or I'm not so martins. Lost. I guess maybe he views those things as pests. But or it's just like a way of life like you can't sell a goose. I guess you can't. You can uh, though. I don't know. You can eat it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just was very weird to me. So like I guess I'm going to put him in Gryffindor because he's pretty daring with everything that he does um for the for the geese. And, but then also he, and you know, I'm not, like, Gryffindors aren't perfect, no house is perfect, so, like, he has his flaws, whereas, like, he's an alcoholic, and he makes rash decisions without consulting Liddy, which is frustrating, because, like, he's making all of this money for the family, but then he goes and puts it on land for the geese instead of making sure that the bills are paid. So, like, in a way, I kind of relate that to somebody who, you know, doesn't do well providing for their family. For instance, somebody could come into money and they could go and purchase beer and cigarettes instead of milk and bread for the family. Mm -hmm. And that's super frustrating. So that is almost the same type of thing I saw go on with Cam in a different way. Like, yes, it was not, it wasn't beer and cigarettes or whatever, but it was still something that wasn't necessarily providing for the family first. Like, I understand that you're passionate about the geese, but shouldn't you be more passionate about your family first? Right. Like, make sure they're taken care of, and then if you have extra, sure, go and do that with your extra money. But, like, pay your mortgage. 
buy food for the table. Like, I don't know. So I didn't just, I didn't connect with him. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, next is Liddy, who I actually liked a lot. Um, she's very grounded. Like, she, I kind of view her as a Ravenclaw. She's a little bit like, she's just, she wants to do what's right for the family. Like, the family always comes first. She does kind of have this thing against Cam's obsession with the geese for some reason, which is, like, another storyline that never really got... Explained. Yeah. So I don't really know. Like, maybe maybe it's because he, you know, focuses on that more than family, which would make sense. And that's why she kind of has this tension point there, because, you know, he came into all of this money and he put it towards them and not her, which probably is what it is. But I wish that she would have just, like, said it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I liked her. Okay. Except I, for her, like, love and want of this coat right. thing. Her but. and Cam's relationship, could, like, was cute at times, too, because they mm-hmm. got married super young. Um, and, like, at some point, she's like, you know, if I knew what I knew 20 years ago, and then she's like, I guess I'd make the same decisions, you know? And, like, they kind of smile at each other. So, like, she takes a dig, but it's still, like, it's beautiful. Yeah, they're definitely, like, a cute couple. They're definitely in love. Mm-hmm. Um, next is Bucky. I have problems with Bucky. I don't like him. First of all, I just remember this random scene. Let's throw another random plot line into here. When Cam breaks his leg and can't complete this big fur trip they're supposed to do, Bucky decides to go do it and he takes their dog and they run into a A wolverine wolverine, and they literally get in this fight and they almost die and then that's never brought up or talked about or leads to anything else ever again and also like what was the purpose of going after the wolverine you know that they're deadly you know that they'll kill anything including you so like why put yourself and your dog in danger to do that stole all his furs i mean i get you're mad dude but like (laughs) you literally like your dog you probably broke that dog's back legs Thankfully, the dog survives. I was worried the dog was not going to survive. Yeah. I Yeah. Sounder. That whole little scene was weird. Yeah. Not a fan. Also, Bucky and Bridie's relationship, not okay with it. Because no. he was not kind to her and forced himself on her at the end of the film. And I didn't like it. I was like, oh, please don't end up with him. And, and then, then they, they did. Do. They did. And I was really mad about that. And I'm like, Bridie... If you're you 16, me. which I just found out doing this doc, you're 16, you have that much intense jealousy, and you're going to do that to a girl, like, you need to step back and take care of yourself first. For sure. He needs an attitude check. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Bucky... I guess Gryffindor. He's probably a Gryffindor, too. He's just, yeah, chivalrous. I mean, he went out there on his own. But was not... like, no, I'm going to do this because my dad can't, you know? Yeah. But then he has his flaws. So, um, who's Alf? Alf's, like, the old dude that wouldn't leave the house, remember? He's, like, the family friend. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, he's very funny. He's, he was funny. So, yeah, he's, like, a family friend that comes over for holidays and just, like... Sweet old dude. ...over there all the time. Friends with Cam. Um, and I don't... He's just... He's a Hufflepuff. He's yeah. a family guy. He's, yeah. like, loyal to them, even though they're not, like, actual family. They're just friends, and he's... He's, like, a little bit of comic relief, and I appreciated him in the film. Yeah. Ed Parker's Ed Wynn, who was, in my opinion, the shining star of this film, because he was 
funny. He was just like, he wasn't an important character by any means, which in most of the movies that he did for Disney, he wasn't. Yeah. He was, he's literally just comic relief, which was so fantastic. Needed. So like, needed. He was the bright spots in the film for me. Like, he was just this older guy that couldn't hear very well. He was very funny. He would say things and, like, not be following the conversation and just interject his own thoughts. Yes. It was really, like, lighthearted and funny. And I'm going to put him in Hufflepuff for yes. that as well. Yes. Thank you. Um, so, Bridie. I feel like Bridie had a lot of potential to be a cool character. Um, and she seems like a very strong, independent woman. Like, she wants to be seen as a woman, not a girl. She is clearly flirting with Bucky through most of the film. Um, and then, I mean, Bucky's kind of dragging his feet. So, like, she moves on a little bit for a second. Even then, it was just, like, a one-night thing. Like, this guy was over, and she danced with she him. She literally had no intention at Yeah, all. no intention. She just... He was like, dance with me. And she was like, okay. And that's what Bucky saw. Um, But it also disappoints me that she still wound up with Bucky, and she still, like, gave into that, even though he literally, like, forced himself on her at the end, and I didn't like that scene Again, at all. we saw no resolution of that. There was no, like, in-between like she really was talked about clearly it. clearly or... really upset. Yeah. And then she was just like, oh, yeah, hold your hand. Yeah, whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know where she goes. I don't feel like we don't really know enough about her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, are these last three guys the bad guys? No. Um, Nagash is um, Cam's Indian friend who, helped, oh, who gets that's him right. blood when he gets shot. Oh, yeah, Cam gets shot. That's another random plot. Yeah, that's, that was kind of the climax of the movie. Right. That was the ending. Like, right. he's trying to stop these guys from shooting the geese because they start shooting them when they're coming for migration season. And he literally, like, grabs the guy's gun and the guy shoots. And he gets shot. But then he, he survives. He almost dies, man. But I just want to give a shout out to Nagash because he saved his life. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah. Um, Wit and Dell, though. Wit is the annoying kid. This is the guy that invested the money. Okay. Wit is, like, Buck's arch nemesis. That kid, like, just needs to get, like, a kick right up in the butt. Yeah, he's just not a kind person, and he, like, picks fights with Buck about the geese, and he likes to shoot them, and he, like, literally fist fights with Buck, and, um... He's a very stereotypical... Bully. Bully. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was his only purpose. <laughs> yeah. And then Del Fraser. Fraser? Del Fraser. Um, so he's the one that invests money for this land. And he lies to Cam and says that he wants it to be a sanctuary, right? But it's not. But it's not. He wants it to be a goose hunting resort. Mm-hmm. So total opposite. To make money. To make money. Instead of protect them. So he is not kind. No. He's more worried about making a buck than... He's honestly probably a Slytherin, unfortunately. Yeah. He's pretty cunning and sly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, favorite part and character of the movie? Uh, my favorite character is probably Ed Parker, just because yeah. he was hilarious. 
like Meg said, like, they'd be talking about something, and then they would move on from that topic, and then he would be like, hey, did you hear? And he'll say exactly what, <laughs> what they, they said. What they were talking about. <clears throat> and, like, they just kept having Did you hear the... Cam Calloway broke his leg? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they'd have to shout so loud, and he would tell, like, oh, hilarious jokes. Um, <clears throat> favorite part of the movie? Whew, do I have one? Do I have one? Any part that Ed was in. Yeah, he was really funny. Or I liked when Alf was in, involved, too, because he was just, like, a voice of reason. Like, a, a nice, sweet, old dude voice of reason. Yeah. I guess I guess I liked whenever the town came together to help the Callaways build their house. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, The town was really confusing, though, because it was like they were for the Callaways, they were against the Callaways. They were for the Callaways, they were against the Callaways. And then, like, but it was nice at that moment that they were with them. And they helped them build the house by the lake. But then the end of that scene is the whole bridey buck thing, which, like, really threw me off. And I didn't like their, like, like, they jokingly say that buck and bridey should be together, like, when they're singing this little song, which is really funny. And then they go outside to talk. And then buck, like, wants nothing to do with bridey. And she's like, what did I do? What did I do? And then, um, and then he, like, yells at her about you know, being with Wit, he, like, sees her with Wit for a second. Um, he's and like, he oh, literally... you just teach people how to dance? Well, give me a lesson. Give me a lesson. He pulls her to him and Yeah, and then, forces like, a forces a kiss, and I'm not okay with it. So... First of all, great job, dude, because even if you end up with this lady, that's your first memory, your first kiss, so... Right. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> but before that happened in that scene, that was... That was a nice scene, but I think that I liked all the scenes with Ed better. Um, and he's him and Alf are probably my favorite characters. They're both little comic relief characters. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Least favorite? Um, I my least favorite scene was definitely Bridie and Buck. Bridie and Buck, and then probably the Wolverine scene. It just kind of seemed random. Drawn it was out. very drawn out. And I don't like seeing animals get injured and the dog got hurt. So that was sad. Um, and I hated how they literally showed shots of, like, geese getting shot down from the sky. That was, like, morbid. Yeah, that was sad. I didn't like that. My least favorite character is a tie between Wit, because he's just, like straight up dumb and cam or bucky no bucky he wins i don't like him yeah i don't think i like buck very much and cam is better cam has some redeeming qualities which is why i like him buck has the potential to have redeeming qualities but like i don't know yeah i don't i didn't like buck yeah i don't know um what did we take away from it I did not know what I was going to say for this, and I was trying to think of it the whole time. I'm going to say communication, because one, to the people who made this movie, because I don't know what you were trying to achieve. Two, um, just within the family, like, I feel like they needed to talk Learn how to communicate. More. Yeah. Yeah. Cam needed to talk to Liddy. Buck needed to talk to Bridie. Yeah. Yeah. Like... You know, Buck is all mad at Bridie, but, like, won't give her the time of day to be, like, that was literally, like, not even anything that you're mad about. And, like, now it led to this, and now we have bigger problems. When you could have just been, like, hey, what was that about? I like you. I thought you liked me. Oh, that was nothing, Buck. Oh, good. Right. 
<laughs> it would have fixed it in a second. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I know. It's hard. I, honesty, I guess. Like, you should always be, you shouldn't be, like, a conniving, you shouldn't be a conniving person. Like, this, what is his name? Dell. Yeah. Like, Dell is a complete liar to Cam, and um, Cam has good intentions with, like, why he's purchasing the land and everything, and he really does have, like, a positive vision for what he wants for it. Um, You know, this jerk just kind of comes in and ruins it, and it's not cool. I will also say that if you are struggling with any kind of addiction, it is okay to ask for help. For sure. Um, I've had personal, not me personally, but I, I know people who struggle with it and it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? So it's, it's okay. I think that's another theme we can take away is that it's okay to accept help. Um, and that you can defeat your own inner conflicts. Yeah. Yep. All right. You ready for some fun? Yes. All right. Disney memory time. This one comes from Micaiah. Does anyone remember the TV show Bear in the Big Blue House? Oh, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> it was on in the late 90s and early 2000s, and I was in love with that show as a little girl. For anyone who doesn't know, Bear in the Big Blue House is an animated show that revolves around the life of Bear, a big golden puppet, and his friends... What was it? Is it OJO? No. Ojo. Ojo. Thank you. And Ojo the Bear Cub, Pip and Pop. Oh, God, I love Pip and Pop. The mm-hmm. mischievous otters, Tutter the Mouse, and Trilo the Lemur, and I the adventures Trilo. that they have together. Uh, one important thing to know about the show is that every episode, Bear breaks the fourth wall and asks the viewers at home a question, something like, what is your favorite color or what is your favorite thing to do outdoors? The camera then pans to five or six real-life kids who answers Bear's questions. Anyway, back to my memory. Similar to the junior Disney Junior Live events that travel across the country and Disney on Ice, Disney used to have a Bear in the Big Blue House live show. Oh my gosh. It came to our area and my parents got tickets. We got to the show early and we were being seated. A member of the production crew approached my mom and uh, my mom and I and asked if I would be willing to do a favor for Bear and help him out. <gasps> I love where this is going. I eagerly said yes. From there, they filmed me answering a question that Bear would ask the audience that night. I was only five and don't remember what the question was or what my answer was, but it was such a cool experience because they showed my clip on the stage during the live show. After the show was over, my parents bought a DVD copy. Unfortunately, it was of a previous show for a different city and not the one I was in, but I always liked thinking that somewhere someone had a copy of the live event with me in it. It just goes to show you that you don't have to be in the parks to have a great Disney memory. Thanks, ladies. For sure. That's so cool. That's so cool. I remember, um, oh my god, do you remember that show? Was it Out of the Box? Oh, yeah. Maybe? Yeah, where you, like, they went into a box fort, and then it was this massive room, and they played in it. Maybe that wasn't it. I, oh, my God, I can't remember. It was some show like that. Out of the box. And Out there would be the box. a period in the show where they would, like, they went to some random schools and, like, asked kids questions, and my they came to my school, and they asked my best friend at the time, and she was on TV. That's so cool. <laughs> I thought it was so awesome. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you would like to share your Disney memory with us, email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It can be anything Disney related. So send it in so we can be sure to feature it on the show. You can also find us on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure you subscribe so you can get the latest episode as soon as it's available. 
You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. Um, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch The Monkey's Uncle ahead of next week's episode. Is that Tommy Kirk? I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. I think it's okay. But anyway, and don't forget, adults are only kids growing up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.